welcome to another episode of Special Ed Rising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, the show that speaks to parents and caregivers on topics related to the world of exceptional needs and related educational services. If you crave knowledge and support in a low-stress environment, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have over 33 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, an outpouring of goodness, and positive role modeling for your children. Always keep you and your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health in mind. Health in these areas will allow you to be all you can be for them. This edition of Special Ed Rising is an episode that I felt an immediate need to put out. It addresses a growing vocal chorus against the term special needs, a euphemism that I have used in my blogs, on my podcasts, and in my work for over 30 years. There's a clarion call to have this term changed. My intention is to give voice to those asking for this change as I share studies and opinions to support their claims. Afterwards, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, offering today's parenting tip, and my Good News Community Share, where you'll hear some positive news happening in the world of exceptional needs and related education. So let's put on our dancing shoes and swing our way to another win. I've recently been made aware of the movement away from the euphemism special needs and the objections that disabled people and some parents have to it as they find it insulting, negative, segregating, and harmful. In academia, special needs has been used as a broad term as I understood it to ensure adaptions and rights for those with disabilities. I didn't pay attention to how the special part would be taken as insulting, but given some recent articles and Arguments I've read identifying it as such, I I can see how it can be just that. The preferred terms among the disabled community are exceptional needs and disability. And the preferred term for people with disabilities is disabled. As all of society progresses and more and more well-intentioned and peaceful groups of people who have been alienated by the masses and subject to the sidelines are owning their identity and demanding to be recognized as people of equal worth and called by names they deem respectful, there too is a reckoning going on among disabled people. Voices in the community are claiming their dignity. As I've read more and more research, I'm finding that the majority of articles and studies are pointing to a desire to have the euphemism special needs eradicated. The last thing I want to do is, with my platform, while looking to shed a positive light on the disabled community, call them something understood to be hateful and demeaning, The following are some of my findings that support this change of mind. The National Center on Disability and Journalism in June 2021 recommends never using the term special needs. Our advice, avoid the term special needs. Disabled is acceptable in most contexts, but we advise asking the person to whom you're referring to what they prefer. From the mighty.com in a piece entitled, Why We Say Disability, Not Special Needs, in December of 2021. Special needs is a euphemism, a phrase created to avoid some other word or concept that's considered negative. A euphemism means you're trying to hide or downplay the unpleasant nature of something. And in the case of special needs, that something is disability. The term special needs only exists so that people don't have to say the word disability. 
It allows non-disabled people, especially parents and educators, to avoid describing children as having a disability because they view disability as something bad. But disability is not inherently bad. It's a natural part of being human. One in four American adults has a disability, and everyone who lives long enough will become disabled. Some disabilities can be debilitating and life-threatening, but people who live with them should not be stigmatized. Disability is a neutral, factual word that does not need to be replaced by anything. The Research and Training Center on Independent Living in 2013 notes that terms such as special, handy, capable, differently abled, and challenged reinforce the idea that people cannot deal honestly with their disabilities. In a study entitled Special Needs as an Ineffective Euphemism by Gernsbacher, Raymond, Belinghase, and Boston, most style guides prescribe against using the euphemism special needs and recommend instead using the non-euphemized term disability. Disability advocates argue adamantly against the euphemism special needs, which they find offensive. We predicted and observed that persons are viewed more negatively when described as having special needs than when described as having a disability or having a certain disability, indicating that special needs is an ineffective euphemism. Results of their study when people were described as having special needs, they were viewed more negatively than when they were described as having a specific disability, for example, is blind, has Down syndrome, is autistic, has ADHD. We propose that special needs is an ineffective euphemism because it is imprecise. It connotes segregation, and it implies special rights. Special needs has become a dysphemism, which is a derogatory or unpleasant term. Construing disability as special needs enables misconstruing as special rights what are actually human rights, civil rights, or disability rights. I am disabled by society due to my impairment, says Lisette Torres-Gerald, board secretary for the National Coalition on Latinxes with Disabilities. My needs are not special. They are the same, human needs that everyone else has, and I should be able to fully participate in society just as much as the next person. Torres-Gerald says, there's a power in the word disabled. I'm not ashamed to be disabled. I considered a difference that allows me to view the world in a different way than other people. Quinn West, a disabled artist living in Chicago, grew up going to a mainstream school and felt the impact of the term special needs. Abled people assume that saying special means a good special. When disabled kids who went through the system know that kids would use special as an insult, he says. Neela Morton, a 22-year-old college student, disabled advocate and model in South Carolina, says that words matter. It's okay to say disabled and disability, Morton says. Those words aren't bad. The only reason they are seen as bad is because of the able normative view of disability. Disability is a normal part of human diversity. Somewhere around 15 to 20 percent of the human population is disabled. Like other forms of diversity, the presence of disability in the world enriches humanity in ways that we probably can't even imagine. Being disabled is not something to be ashamed of, and it's not something to be scared of. It's just a fact of life. I'd like to share one parent's thoughts on the topic. Quote, my son's needs are not special. He needs to communicate and to eat, to go to school, get a job, have friends, and leisure activities. Are those needs any different from you or me? No, they're not. How he will access them is different, but the needs themselves are not special.
Disabled people need to get access to community transit, theaters, restaurants, swimming pools, shopping malls, and everything else that you and I access without even thinking about it. That doesn't make their needs special. And when we set the tone that they are special needs, it minimizes their rights. Disabled people have the right to do everything we do. And yes, by law, this is their right. It's not something special we do for them. From Unpacking Disability with Mariah Nichols, in an article entitled, Disability is a Big Word, Let's Unpack and Understand It Together. Special needs is just as inaccurate a term as disability is. Because who on earth does not have a special needs? We all do. The word is, in and of itself, just flat out misleading. Grouping together people in an educational setting and saying these kids need to be taught differently than everyone else. But as a former teacher, I can tell you with conviction that everyone needs to be taught differently than everyone else. We all learn in unique ways. We all have needs that are special unto ourselves. The hashtag Say the Word campaign was created by Lawrence Carter Long, Public Affairs Manager of the National Council on Disability to encourage people to say disabled and acknowledge the power of disability, culture, and identity. It has become a popular hashtag on Twitter and helped to spread the message that disabled people don't need to be erased with euphemisms. We need to be heard, respected, and accepted. In addition, there is a movement to eliminate the term special education because, again, the special word is seen as derogatory. In its place, the term exceptional education is considered an appropriate term. For example, the National Center for Disability Journalism in 2015 warns that the word special in relationship to those with disabilities is now widely considered offensive because it euphemistically stigmatizes persons with disabilities. The center goes on to advise to avoid using these terms special and special needs and instead cite the specific disability or disabilities in question. Exceptional education refers to the education of students with special needs as well. Author W.L. Heward believes that the term special education negatively implies that it only concerns students with disabilities. He cites that the term exceptional education is more inclusive of gifted and talented children, stating exceptional children are more like other children than they are different. If I have inadvertently insulted or offended anyone with my use of the term special needs, I hope that you will allow for my growth through changing times. Certainly those results were never my intent. This term has been a part of the vernacular of my time in the field, and my use of it was not out of ignorance or malintent. It simply was the only term I had heard and knew, for better or worse, and because I wasn't directly impacted by its use, I didn't feel the injustice you might have and do. As a supporting member of the community, my personal perception was cultivated, I can recall years ago, by people in the deaf community railing against the word disabled. They preferred to be described as deaf, which is about cultural identity, and that certainly influenced my thinking as they processed that term as insulting. As I went through the course of my career, I suppose I had generalized that perspective to all disabled people. I'm an ardent proponent of equal justice for all and want to express that if I had a sense of the negative connotations experienced by disabled people when being identified as special, I would have been right there supporting change. I am now. I get it. Honestly, I'd rather refer to all of us as people and because we're all people, I believe we are all disabled in some fashion, some less obvious than others. But as I want to treat all people with the equal respect they deserve, 
From here on, I will be using the terms exceptional needs and disabled. Understand that some source material that I post may use the term special needs. I can't change that, but the information may be helpful, so I don't want you to miss out. As for the title of my show and website, Special Ed Rising, the purpose behind using the word rising is intended to bring a positive meaning to the term special education and attention to the strength, forward movement, contributions, and ambition of the disabled community. To champion your equality and to bring recognition and insight into your lives is my mission. Special education is still broadly recognized as the term used in academia. I would argue that if I changed it to, for example, exceptional ed rising, that people might not immediately recognize it as connecting to the community of disabled people I'm attempting to help, promote their contributions and equal value. I'm concerned that then people will not hear the message. So my thinking is that until that new term or another one is common practice, I, I will do my work on my end to push for it to be heard. However, for now, I ask your permission to continue to keep Special Ed Rising for the reasons I've mentioned. I believe that with it, I can bring more people in close enough to listen and work to change their understanding and attitudes. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on today's topic and certainly any feedback you have about my defense of the title, Special Ed Rising. Um, I'm open and uh, always willing to have a conversation. So if you have something you'd like to talk about, feel free to reach out. segment entitled a tip of the cap parenting tips from children educational services stick to a daily routine for many special needs children sticking to a predictable daily routine is a great way to reduce stress and to minimize challenges if you stick to a daily routine that is one less thing that you have to worry about i can't stress this enough i find it to be the foundation to managing your home the predictability not only helps your child, but you as well. Today's good news community share comes from The Guardian. Are we finally getting some good disability representation in fiction? Certainly, the publishing industry seems to have belatedly recognized the need to get disabled writers through the door. After a successful social media campaign, Amazon has recently introduced a disability fiction section. The Society of Authors now has a dedicated peer network for disabled and chronically ill writers. And in 2020, the Barbellion Prize was set up to reward brilliant work by disabled authors. But does any of this mean that disabled people are finally seeing themselves and their experiences in the novels they pick up in Waterstones? It depends where you look. Children's literature is definitely getting better at representation. Indeed, when I asked disabled friends and acquaintances to name their favorite disabled character, almost all of them highlighted books aimed at younger readers, like Ellie McNichol's A Kind of Spark. Lizzie Huxley-Jones, uh, who is disabled herself, says that through their work as a children's author and sensitivity reader, they're seeing signs of progress. Even just in the last three years in the UK, probably five if I'm being extremely generous, I feel like there's been a big push around securing autistic talent, 
publishing autistic stories, which I think is a great thing because historically, autistic people really didn't get to tell their own stories. They attribute their recent progress to a recognition that children deserve to see themselves reflected in the stories they read. There's also the simple fact that a lot of kids' books center on a group of friends rather than one protagonist, which creates space for more diversity. Huxley Jones hasn't seen the same commitment to representation in the adult literature sector, where they say disability is still seen as a niche topic. But the increasing diversity of children's literature shows us that change is possible. If we can recognize that disabled kids deserve to see themselves represented in books, we must surely be able to recognize that disabled adults deserve the same. After all, disabled kids grow up. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at specialedrising and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button and or leave a review at the bottom of the podcast feed and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions through email, specialedrising at gmail.com. I'd love for you to share some of your stories, which I can add to the community share page of my website. And with your permission, I'd like to share your submissions with the audience. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising. (music) 